Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 389 and touch my chocolate biscuits and I'll fillet you. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Good. Staying away from my chocolate biscuits? <laughs> yes. I don't want to get flayed. Ha! Ah, I cut you. I cut you so bad I wish I hadn't cut you. <laughs> <laughs> I only wanted a biscuit. <laughs> What'd you guys do this week? We went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hey. It was really good. We can talk about it now. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. A nice palate cleanser. A good... Until uh, that ending. <laughs> yeah. Even... Because I knew it was coming. And even knowing it was coming didn't lessen its impact at all. Of course, I had it in, now in context of, you know... <laughs> oh, wow. That's really not a good situation. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with it. It's a fun movie. Yeah. I want to use the word romp, but I don't want it to have the negative connotation towards it. Because, you know, you say romp and you know, oh, it's just kind of fluff. And it's more than that. It's, mm-hmm. I thought the the villains, I liked how there wasn't, while there is one clear-cut villain, everybody else is much more complex of characters. I liked all that about it. Much less um, pantomime than Yellow Jacket was. Yeah, I can see that now. Because <laughs> it, 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 Yellow Jacket comes across, it's like he starts off and it's like, oh, this is going to be a great bad guy. And then it's like, no. Well, you can see his spiral downward yeah. as his exposure to the particle it becomes more and unstabilizes more nuts him. Goes, yeah. Destabilizes him. Panto's a good word for it, actually. He's, yeah, he, he's, he gets a bit scenery chewing, and there was none of that in this. I, really I, I thought Ghost was really good. Yeah. Sean, did you see anything this week? It's a Hotel Transylvania 3. How is it? It's okay. Just okay. Just okay. It, Bob, uh, diminishing returns? Yeah. It, it, well, what's weird is that I had no interest in these. I didn't know anything about them. Or, um, <clears throat> I kind of came to them very, very late, and it was only through the grandkids that all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's the thing. And so I watched the first one kind of begrudgingly. And it was like, oh, that was actually really good. I enjoyed that one a lot. And then we watched two, and it was like, oh, man, I love two. Mm. I absolutely love the second one. I think it's better than the first. And so I kind of figured they were done, and then, oh, here's a trailer for a third one. We're going to get a trilogy. And so we took Katrina, and uh, both her and Mel enjoyed it. Um, But it just, it almost in a way feels like it's a direct-to-video sequel <laughs> that somehow still wound up getting a theatrical release. Well, with the names involved, it's you kind of... sort of is, because didn't one of the streaming services get it for a weekend before it went to theaters? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw an ad for oh, that. really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay then. Um, I know there's a TV series now, too. Yeah. Well, this is actually See It Before Theaters thing, and I thought it was Amazon Prime, but I could be wrong. I remember seeing an ad for it on Facebook or something. Hmm. hmm. Um, you know, and I, I mean, it's got the same cast and it's the same animation quality. It's not like it's a drop there, but, um, yeah, I just, a couple of the jokes were, that, whereas with the others, there are kind of consistently things that I find amusing or that was great or that was really clever or whatever. And this one had just a couple of those. And for the most part, the rest of it just kind of laid there and did its thing. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as good. I didn't think. 
Hmm. So, I thought it was the weakest of the three, but yeah, it's still an enjoyable movie. It's Jindy. Is it still Jindy Tartakovsky? It is still Jindy Carter, which is one of the things that surprised me, because I thought, well, you know, maybe he didn't, but no, he he did this one too. Okay. Has he been involved in writing them too? Or just writing directing? and directing. Huh. All three of them. I wonder if it was a contract thing he needed to finish off his contract or something. I don't know. Anything else? Keith, did you see anything else? You're almost caught up on Luke Cage. Almost done with Luke Cage. Got two more episodes to go of that. That's about it. Did you watch anything, Glenn? I didn't do anything this week as far as movies or entertainment goes. I did some do anything fun? did some light reading, went to the Fiesta with the kids on Saturday. That was pretty much it. Nice. Easy week. Busy week, actually, at work. So I come home exhausted, don't do anything. Caitlin started driving, so watch out. Ooh. Ooh. She took her uh, she took her driver's class a month ago or not even a month ago a few weeks back, and then she started her driving. So she did three hours of driving on Thursday, and she'll do another three hours of driving tomorrow morning. And then she's she's actually already got her learner's permit. She, Holly took her down Friday afternoon for that. So Caitlin can't possibly be old enough. Yeah, she'll be fifteen. <laughs> she'll be fifteen in a couple of weeks. So learner's permit she's got to drive with us for a year before she can even start driving to school on her own in kansas so caitlin can't possibly <laughs> be old enough to be starting to drive it's pretty crazy huh she can't be 15 she's almost 15 Oof. well let's move on to news lots of news this week uh so a teaser dropped during the world cup seems to be a trend now. I thought it was funny. Somebody posted online. It says, so was the Doctor Who teaser a way for soccer fans to get a chance to see Doctor Who? Or was the Doctor Who teaser a way for <laughs> for people to actually want to watch the World Cup since England went out last round? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure part of it was thinking England was going to stay in it. Uh, Fine. I guess I'll tune in and watch the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have to see it over in the uk to get it because it came down really quick after that game was over did it really quick yeah i saw it maybe an hour after i learned that france won so spoilers (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm sorry did you record that i recorded it i was all set to go home bad news and watch world cup i was pulling for croatia even though they beat england i wanted to see england go all the way but when croatia won i thought you know what they've never had a world cup they've never even gone to the finals let's See if they can take it all the way. And no, France came in and squashed him like a bug. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys think of the teaser? It was, it was interesting. It's a teaser. Yeah, you know, it's a and teaser. Uh, a teaser. I really thought it was, I, I liked it because I think it was kind of artful. It was really yeah. kind of, you know, visual. Um, it had kind of a everyday life feel to it. And then you kind of have this, you know, you have the doctor step in at the end. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't tell you anything, I think, about the show, except for we do get to see Each the three, actor. quote yeah. unquote, companions, <laughs> if in fact they really are. And, and we get to see the doctor again. Um, but Entertainment Weekly dropped some pictures this week with them yeah. as well. So, and some interviews, yeah, too. Yeah, so, so we've already got kind of a look at them, maybe a little more in character, so... Yeah, it'll be interesting. It was enough to whet the appetite, you know. It's, it'll hold me over until, whenever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of expected a date. Yeah, I was surprised we didn't see didn't a date that. attached. I like their uh, the slogan for the season: "The universe is calling." Yeah. I can't get that excited about it. Well, you don't like the 13th Doctor. No, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? Oh, boy, it's funny we were just talking about 
<laughs> taking an item off of our news list so that Sean didn't give the impression <laughs> that he didn't like the 13th Doctor. Although I do take exception to, I don't remember who it was, but somebody, one of the services online, when they had posted it, said, oh, Jodie Whittaker shines in this teaser. And it's like, she's barely in it. Come on. She shines. Care. That's what all that glittery, no, sparkly she, stuff was. They come, were very literal down, about you know, it. They were being she, very she, literal. She, she goes shines. up, she stares she at the camera in, for materialized, two seconds. And you know, she had that kind of that glow around her. And she shined she in those shining. two seconds. <laughs> It just wasn't enough of a trailer teaser to get me excited. <laughs> well, that's just it. It's a teaser. I it's mean, a, it, tease, it, tease, it tease. really was the epitome of a teaser. So. And you, you, I would have got just as much out of this if you had released a black screen with the Who font and said, coming soon. It would have been just <laughs> as much of a tease for me. I think it said a lot for the companions, I think more so than, than maybe the doctors. So I'm just waiting to see the analysis after the fact of, okay, so what's the Beano magazine represents and what does this pizza mean? There's, does there, anybody tackle this frame by frame? There is, well, there there is a reason. I didn't go into it, but I did see an article already that was talking about how the Beano uh, magazine actually ties to that actor, so that there was a specific that's, re- that's reason nice. why they use that. Unfortunately, I didn't read That's any more than not, that. But, but I'm expecting that the speculation of what it will mean for the character in the series as a yeah, whole. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that <laughs> it's must It's going to spell out the entire series from, in that one magazine. Yeah, <laughs> from the impression I got, at least for that particular thing, yeah, it, it's, it was a, it's a familiar nod to people that know the actor. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, and didn't, catch, didn't you catch that one part that very obviously meant that Peter Jackson was going to come in and direct an episode? I mean, that's totally what Well, and the one bit us. where it totally shows that Jack Harkness is going to return? Yeah. All I saw was that um, somebody <laughs> likes pizza. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> uh, well, the other bit of news we got this week was um, a classic Doctor Who is going to come to BBC America. Yes, Shada is going to air on July 19th. So that will be Yay. this coming Thursday. This week. This week. Uh, I'm trying to find the time. Of course, this is the animated version that has yet to come out on DVD in the U.S. So this is the U.S.'s first chance to see the animated Shada. I'm of two minds of that. Yay, that it's going to be on TV and it's going to be on BBC America. But now I know why they've delayed <laughs> so they the Amer- North American release of Shada so they can air this silly thing. I want my DVD. So just check your local listings. You might have to, uh, instead of searching Shada, you have to might search Doctor Who, The Lost Episode <laughs> in your DVR to find it to in order to record it. There's a bit of a marketing there. Yeah. People that don't know what this is aren't even going to know what Shada is. How do we market this? How about a Lost Episode? Okay. <laughs> and then people... Admittedly, Could you imagine not knowing it was Shada and tuning in and being like, it's just Shada? I thought it was like, oh, they found a new episode. There's, there's only 14 different releases of this thing. I was really hoping for Marco Polo. Yeah, exactly. Something. Even the name it Shada, can, it, it doesn't backfire. mean anything unless you're a Who fan. So Even good. then, until you've seen Shada, it doesn't mean yeah, anything. Unless you know the history of Shada. This isn't lost. They've found this like four or five times over. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a bit interesting for people to tune in and watch it and go, wait, I don't remember Doctor Who having cartoons in it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, upon further reflection, I think Douglas Adams is pulling one over on us. 
I don't think it had anything to do with a controller strike. I think he unfinished this on purpose. <laughs> I think this is the great... To continue it going can, posthumously. <laughs> Shada would be nothing. A posthumous prank. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to, every time it gets reissued or re-released, he laughs. And look at these idiots. It's the greatest, it's the greatest thing I, I never finished writing. <laughs> Uh, I would not put it above Douglas. <laughs> case, I really wouldn't. Moving on to a little TV action on well, I was, was going to add in there, well, you'll have to wait till September 4th for your DVD. I know. We already had the release date. Oh, I was just going to remind you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know when it is. I've got it on pre-order on Amazon. Jab, jab. Uh, Although a region-free Blu-ray is already available on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, no, no. I'll wait for the North American. Just as I'm waiting for season three, four, and five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and season two of Agent Carter, I still haven't broke down and bought the region-free copies of those yet, but I'm, I'm not going to go in there. It's just going to get me on another rant that nobody needs to listen to. So, Anyway, speaking of another uh, venue of TV that you can see on your TV or on computer. Yeah, so in, on the heels of the success of the classic Doctor Who on Twitch... They are now going to stream all of Torchwood. So they're doing this a little differently because it's not as big of an amount. They are doing every Sunday starting this week. So you've missed season one if you didn't know about this already. So season two starts next Sunday, July 22nd. And so they're doing a season a Sunday. So the ninth. And it's only the first four seasons, right? It's Yes. Not the, uh... not the big finish. Because <laughs> there's only four. Oh, you're right. TV there's only versions. four. Because Miracle Day is Miracle four. Day was the Star's right. Venture. Right. But Star's it is Venture. okay. So it's all. So it's yeah. All the TV. Okay. Starting on July 29th will be Children of Earth, and then on August 5th will be Miracle Day. Gotcha. So there's your Sunday television for you. Although 29th is going to be a short one compared to all the other seasons. Right, this means you get to watch it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to. I'm. A, it begins at 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. I assume it will repeat also if they get the chance. I don't know. It does not specify in this article that I have. I'm not familiar it. enough with Twitch to be able to determine that. So, um, the Doctor Who marathon is still ongoing, yes? Yes, because we just finished, just finished the finished fifth the, season. The, yeah, the fifth, or, uh, fifth Doctor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll start uh, sixth Doctor soon. Monday. And that's just weekdays. Well, I say that's just soon weekdays. because if this comes out Monday night, then <laughs> we have already started. We have already dated it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very good. Yeah, and that's Exciting. just weeknights. It's not weekends. Right. Does that mean eventually we'll get Sarah Jane Adventures in class? Maybe it's possible. That'd be fun. We're just sitting there not doing anything. So let's. let's I want to know when there. Twitch is going to marathon stream Canine and Company. That's <laughs> they did. <laughs> did they? Yeah, after that, Tom's season, they yeah, did Canine and Company. They did. That's right. I, I forgot. That. In between, a lot of people uh, missed that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Did they break up Legopolis and uh, Castrovalva? I don't or remember was it if they after, did or not. They might. Have, they might have done it after Castrovalva. I don't remember how it went, but yeah, you're right. They did stream that. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that. I didn't tune in and watch it, much to my chagrin. Not chagrin, <laughs> dismay. I was too busy. Oh yeah, canine. <laughs> well, from small screen to a uh, big stage. Yeah, so there has been the last couple of nights the Muppets have performed in the UK on stage. Yeah, the Muppets take the O2 
which is the uh, arena that used to be, well, it's under what used to be the Millennium Arena or the Millennium Dome. It's underneath that. That's what the arena they built underneath there. It's a big stage venue. That is a huge venue. It is for huge. Muppets. It really is. Well, the Muppets can fill that big well, venue. Um, <laughs> well, this is this show is similar. In fact, I think they may have reworked some of the the skits to make them obviously more topical for there. But this actually played at Hollywood Bowl last year. Uh, there was I think it was called the Muppets Take the Hollywood Bowl. The idea is that the premise is, is that they go, they're going back to their roots and kind of doing a lot of, in fact, they rehash a lot of the sketch comedy that they did on The Muppet Show, the syndicated show in the 1970s. And obviously they rework it so it's a little more topical and, and up to today. But some, and they bring in guest performances. I think Kylie Minogue was, uh, Kylie Minogue. was on there. There yeah. was a couple other British um, uh, performers that also joined them. And two particular uh, British performers that we're very familiar with. Yeah, so there was a Pigs in Space sketch, and the drop Doctor stopped by in the form of the 10th Doctor, and then the next night, the 5th Doctor. So Which was David Tennant cool. and Peter Davison came in and did a sketch with Miss Piggy and the other Pigs in Space! You can find some videos online. There are. It's pretty in fact, awesome. if you go to our Facebook page, we've linked to a few of the YouTube videos. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I think my favorite part of it, I mean, just the fact that David Tennant and Peter Davison showed up to, to reprise their roles as the Doctor yeah. is incredible. And that they're doing an interactive sketch with uh, Pigs in Space. That was amazing. But I thought my, my favorite part of it was the fact that Link gets pulled into the uh, Regenerator. And did you guys see that part? No, you didn't see I, that? Oh, I my gosh. Okay, so I've just seen a couple clips. Link gets pulled into this regeneration thing that's been attached itself to the console or to, to their ship console and it pops him up into the screen behind them and he regenerates from link into all 13 incarnations of the doctor but it's not link each time so the first one was sam the eagle as the first doctor oh. <laughs> the second one was was that gonzo as the second doctor the third one was, um, let me see if I can do this from memory, uh, Pepe as the fourth, third doctor. <laughs> Fozzie was the, no, third doctor. Yeah, Fozzie was the fourth doctor. Scooter was the fifth doctor. Um, Zoot was the sixth doctor, which was perfect with the hair, too. I mean, just because oh, Zoot's yeah. got the yellow kind of hair, bushy hair. Uh, Zoot, and then, uh, then they ran through really quick. So sixth, seventh doctor, no, I can't remember who was the seventh doctor. Actually, I can't remember who was the eighth doctor. Um, Uncle, um, Uncle, the Phantom of the Muppet Opera. Uh, he was. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uncle Gargoyle, the Gargoyle guy. Anyway, he was the War Doctor. I'm skipping a few because I can only remember him now. I think uh, Rizzo the Rat was the ninth doctor. Tenth doctor was not coming to my brain now anyway they go through them all and oh uh um floyd i think was the uh uh 12th or 11 or 13 no 12th doctor was 12th doctor he had the guitar and then piggy is the 13th doctor and then he (laughs) comes back into the set and comes up and of course she's because she's like no 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 and of course when it lands on 
what looks like her. But then when he comes back to the set, he's like materializes back to the set. He starts to talk and he's got Link's voice. So it's Miss Piggy sitting next to Miss Piggy. But this Miss Piggy as the 13th Doctor has Link's voice. It's, it's really, really funny. But I mean, that was really cool that they flipped through all 13 Doctors yeah. using a Muppet to represent each incarnation. It was a lot of fun. You get a chance to watch it. It's a blast. It was on my list. I just they did the same thing yeah, with, with uh, Peter Davison. I had the little joke with uh, Link saying, ooh, what's that? And he goes, it's a... Uh, um, uh, Sonic screwdriver, and he says, <laughs> "That looks like a fancy little lightsaber." Yeah, <laughs> that's part of the clip I saw. A lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, maybe he says that before he says the uh, Sonic screwdriver, but that is really neat. I thought it was really cool. clever. Kylie Minogue did uh, the Manana song song with Manana and the Doot Doots. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat. Now I have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I the Miley, the Kylie Minogue clip. I've only seen a little, little tiny bit of it, but uh, the Doctor clip. They finally have a long version of both. So, all oh, right, nice. and then, that's really uh, awesome. From stage to book, from stage to book, Candy Jar has announced a couple of new things. Uh, they have announced the Brigadier Fifty Years of Lethbridge Stewart. So this will be a not the first non-fiction installments of the of their universe. What? Yeah, the quiz book. Well, okay. <laughs> they're calling it their first non-fiction installment. Uh, okay, that's what they are saying. I guess the quiz book technically doesn't fit in fiction or non-fiction because I guess it's still fiction. It's just it still fits in the fictional universe. Right. Yeah. No, I know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> So this will be um, more of like an essay type book of the history of the character and that sort of aspect of things. Very cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll talk a little bit about Nicholas Courtney and his portrayal as well. Yeah, I think they shall. Very cool. Um, One of the centerpieces of the book is a collation of the Briggs television adventures over the years, establishing the definitive chronology of the character for the first time. So this is put together by Simon A. Forward. The piece takes a, its place alongside the raft of pieces established by Doctor Who Names. Not, at, not least an exclusive interview with John Levine, who played Benton. Giving a rare behind-the-scenes look at the experience. So it's going to be a, a whole combination of different sort of non-fiction related stuff about the brig pretty cool and it is of course a limited edition release make sure you get on there and pre-order yours so you can get a copy now another previous limited edition release is getting a new release Havoc Files is getting another 50 print run Yay. yay so the very first Havoc Files if you don't have it yet now's your chance to pick it up a physical copy Maybe I should order another one so that Andy could actually sign it this time. Because <laughs> he thought he did. And right. then when I got mine, it wasn't signed yet. So, or it wasn't signed. So now I'll just take my copy over there sometime. And uh, you, you, I'll go you, see him that, have it that, sign that, it in person. You got a chip in the big game now. You hold on to that. <laughs> That's right. That's you pull right. it out when you're ready. Very good. Anything else in the news arena? That's it in the news. Well, remember, you can subscribe to us and listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, uh, which is now formally known as. Um, that's still in the Play Music Store to get there if you need to. 
It's also available on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM, and we are still patiently waiting to see if we can get onto Spotify, and when we do, we'll let you know. And to help us with this podcast, if you'll consider becoming a patron on the website, we appreciate it. Just go to TravelingTheVortex.com, click on that button, and you can help us out, and every bit of that goes into this podcast. And uh, if you're already supporting us, we thank you. Maybe considering up your pledge just a little bit. It'll help out. We promise. Every little bit helps. It brings good things. All right. Very good. What's next? Feedback. We've got a little bit of feedback from Ben. We do? Do you have a song? (laughs) We do. Do you have a song? (laughs) I don't have a song. Oh. I I think he was looking forward to a song. That's the only reason he wrote it. That's why we got feedback this week was so he could get a song. He He wrote to us on Twitter. Oh, I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> it's why he can't find it. He's That's like flipping through it. his mail going, I don't, you guys are, you guys are pull, scrolling. You are pulling my leg. A little, a little no behind the scenes here is I, they, they kind of gave me the eye and I went and pulled up the, the email and there was no feedback. And I thought, oh, okay. And then there was feedback. Maybe thought, Keith ought to read the feedback. Oh, here's his feedback. Here's a quick feedback just so Sean can sing to me. Not much going on here. Ankle is getting better. Still waiting on the LB books. He meant LS, folks. Thanks to Candy Jar Peeps for getting that replacement copy going for me. As a second, to, as of a second ago, I was first place in the FML League. We are currently on our way home from the Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where we went to the trampoline park and then the minor league baseball game. We've stopped Iowa City to grab pizza from our favorite place here and then off to Hertz Donuts for some dessert. That's it for now. Take care, everyone. Have either of you guys had Hertz Donuts? I have not. I have. Have you? Is it pretty good? It's a donut. It's a donut. See, I like everybody praises Hertz. And they talk. I guess they do clever, unique, novel donuts. So yeah, maybe that's they, what they, the appeal they, they, is they, of they've it. They've got, like, they do a cookie monster donut. It's blue, and it literally looks like a cookie monster. But it's covered with, um, I don't know, basically some kind of, I don't know if they're dyed blue or not, but it's like Fruity Pebble cereal. Oh, so it's got things on the donut that you wouldn't normally associate with putting on a donut. Oh, but I could see fruity pebbles on a donut. That yeah, actually sounds well, pretty good. They, they do one with um, uh, with cinnamon toast crunch. Why is, uh, wait, donut. wait, why is fruity pebbles on a cookie monster donut? I don't know. It's a blue one, so it may not be fruity pebbles. But the closest he's just saying I there's, a, there's a there's a there's a type of cereal. Oh, well, cereal. okay. It okay. might be blueberry or something. I don't know. Okay. I turned it's forty. I can't eat those either. anymore. It's not blueberry either. Blueberry doesn't look like that. But yeah, it was it was just kind of a. They were okay. Were they the ones that did the Doctor Who ones? I think there was a Doctor Maybe. Who, yeah, yeah, donut back in the day. So, admittedly, you're you're probably talking to the wrong person because in my mind, the entire donut industry peaked with the caramel long john. <laughs> Where do you go from there? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I had one of those. Uh, You're a fan of the caramel long john too. Me too. <laughs> I had one of those strawberry croissants ones from uh, a strawberry croissants, a strawberry filled croissants donut from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Oh man, that was good. Is it good? Yeah, I don't nice like filled donuts. I'm nice not a and fan. Flaky. But, but it, you know, it's in a croissant that would be all right. Though. Is it that what it, it's like? It's, a croissant? Yeah, it's basically a croissant that's glazed. I don't like it's that. sweet croissant that's great, glazed and fried instead of baked. Like and I, th- I think it even still had a hole in the center, so that the strawberry was interspersed throughout the ring. Huh? It was really good. Maybe I'll try it was that. a limited time thing. Oh well. <laughs> so if you ever see an advertised, <laughs> great. <laughs> but croissant, I'm intrigued, and I can't have it now. You might like a croissant donut too. So <laughs> a cronut. Cronut. As they're called. 
All right. Well, let's well, move if on. You, if oh. you want to send us feedback, you cannot throw Sean off. I thought you by... already did that. Sorry. <laughs> we got we distracted by donuts. Yeah, we donuts. Did. We I kind of want a donut now. I'm it? going to Dunkin' Donuts after we leave here. <laughs> you cannot throw Sean off by sending it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com <laughs> or go to our website when you're uh, looking at other stuff there and fill out the send us feedback. But tab. if you do want to send it to Twitter, we will accept it. I will make well. sure I see it and send it along. What or you Facebook. need to do is if you get it in Facebook or, or Twitter, just take and copy it into a email and send it because Sean will never see it unless it goes into email. But all, if you're on Facebook, you can click the f- email button. That's right. And it will automatically load up an email for you. That's so you right. You don't have to you go through the e- email Facebook message. The bottom line is you can send us feedback however is comfortable for you. <laughs> and I may not read it out, but one of these two will. <laughs> we will do our best. They, they will it. ensure that I am very aware that, oh, you screwed up. <laughs> and yes, there was feedback. So now it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> You should try and trip us up and send us feedback in the most inopportune way possible, just so that I feel bad every Keeps week. Over there going, oh God, no! Now I'm going to miss. I got to be really eagle-eyed. Got to be on it. Keep her the feedback. All right, Sean's going to take over do, that role. If you do that, send, a, send us a regular email and say, "Hey, I sent you feedback. Have you found it yet?" You can't give it to you can't give that role to Sean because it will it'll be like weeks. We're going. I can't believe we don't have any feedback because oh, he has oh no look, idea. oh look. Well, because then what would happen is we'd have a special mail call episode. <laughs> we'll just read them all out at the same time. Here's the mail that never fails. <laughs> we had to go deep into the archives to find this letter. It's been sitting there for three weeks. <laughs> oh, should we do our review? Let's. Can we just get it over with, please? Oh, wait. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't have it pulled up. but I've got a synopsis. Okay, so go ahead. You got a little bit. It's not in French, so he can handle <laughs> no, it this week. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully I can handle it this week. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> the year of the pig. Austin. 1913. Oh, you're. I know what you're getting. <laughs> war is coming. A war in which millions will die, and the guest in the guest in the suites, 139 at the Hotel Palace, Therme knows it, which is odd considering he has trotters, a snout, and a lovely curly tail. Toby the sapient pig is a swine on the run. Two peculiar strangers have been hunting him across Europe. The first. Miss Alice Bultitude and Eng- is an English woman and a collector of obscure theatrical ephemera. The second, Inspector Alphonse Charlotte. <laughs> a bit premature, premature there. there. Well, premature. Well, I was I had it all set ready to go, and then I thought maybe I should play it because if it's a YouTube ad that comes up beforehand, it's going to be terrible. So I'll just play it real quick. And I thought so I to make it even out. worse, he just fired it off. Just, the uh, keep keep going. Keep going. The second, Inspector Alfonso. Charlotte A., a celebrated member of the detective police, the man who brought the trunk murderess of St. Germain to justice. This was supposed to be a reading week for the Doctor and Perry. Now they must do battle with a villain who wants to wipe out, wipe every last human from the face of the earth. Once he's had just another dish of truffles and maybe a valedictory glass of fizzy lemonade. Okay. Really? He wondered. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I'm glad we're all on board this week. Okay, so I'm going to go first then. Good. You go. Go right ahead. 
I sat for what felt like two hours. It's longer. It's longer than that. Yep. In rapt attention. <laughs> I was mesmerized by this absurd, bonkers little story. And it was refreshing because it wasn't your typical Doctor Who. It was very different. We've got the Doctor seemingly on a legit vacation break. Right. And as always, something weird happens. But the weird never reached that level of earth-shattering proportions. It was going to be localized weird, like for the hotel. And that was about it. Somebody was going to be impacted by this, but probably not everybody. Okay. Well, it totally set itself up to be an Agatha Christie mystery. It felt like an Agatha Christie mystery. And we even have this kind of Miss Marple lady running around. And I'm like, uh, okay. And, uh... Uh, what's his face from and Perot? Yeah, Perot. <laughs> We've got all these characters. I was going to say like... Christopher Brennan if I could remember his name. <laughs> okay, cool. And it's got a sapient pig. And of course, my first who sounds thought, like Winnie the Pooh. Who does sound like yes? Winnie the Pooh. I could not okay, get I'm over glad that. I'm, not, I'm glad oh I wasn't the only gosh, one. Gosh, I could not get I over that. I actually went and looked it up like to make Winnie sure it wasn't Jim Cummings. Yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't Jim Cummings for sure. But and of course, my first thought is, well, Glenn's going to hate this because there's a sapient pig, but. No, let's see where we go with no, it. No, no, no. Wait, he's not anthropomorphized. He's not an anthropomorphized pig because he is. Well, he is an anthropomorphized pig. I he gets a pass because he's actually a pig. If it was a anthropomorphized pig that they were passing off as an alien, then no, that does not work. But he ends up turning out to be a pig. But I thought just, they were going that route like the, of him being. I thought here we go with the goats all over again. But no, they, he gets a pass. He's a legit get pig. A pass. Just like the pig in World War Three, it gets a pass. Yes, because that one was engineered to be. From a pig, yes. So. And so, we, and there's a pig actor. Okay. And I'm, I'm just, where are you going? Where are you going? I could not eat up enough of this story. So, so for the record, at least my file, which had some trailers at the beginning and the end, was two hours and 35 minutes. Yeah, that sounds story. about right. And um, <clears throat> I That wasn't it, the length of the play, though. The audio play was only just over two hours. Really? It yeah. sure felt longer. Yeah. And only one break, but then I realized, well, of course, that's this is Big Finish doing there. It was forty-five and forty-five. Two, two, two part, yeah, six Doctor story. Okay, it was longer than. 45. I kept waiting. I kept waiting for the trip, <laughs> and and wasn't there. Um, so, you know, there's some fantastic stuff at work here. Some really fantastic, albeit bizarre, stuff that happens in this in this audio play. And then that last half hour kicks in. <laughs> and nothing happens. They don't resolve it. They don't clarify it. They don't solve it. We get the doctor saying, well, sometimes we're not meant to know. And I threw things at myself. <laughs> I was like, what? And it was dangerous because I was in the car. But I was, I, I was throwing things at my dashboard. I got so angry so quickly that nothing. It was just kind of like, yep. That, that's how it is. Well, can we talk about the fact that you imply that Shakespeare was a pig? <laughs> but, you know, and, and you give me this whole well, that was a, that time was... is wrong. We have to fix it. 
and we don't go into that. Well, they do though. They, they, they do. Don't. Yeah, they, they do. They, they, they go into it as in the fact that it's a delusion of Toby's mind, just like his memory of his childhood leaving the home. It's all fabricated yeah, in his exactly. mind to it's compensate. Nothing for happened. All of this. Yes, <laughs> nothing happened. But they did go into it. No, and you're absolutely it. right. In the fact that nothing happened. Yeah, but they any do, one of those would have been they, a better story. They, they, they do at least make veiled attempts to explain at the end. It's poorly done, but they do make veiled attempts to explain. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know in the history of Big Finish, I don't know that I have ever turned so quickly on an audio as I did on this one. They reeled me in. I mean, hook, line, and sinker, I could not figure this thing out. And I couldn't, I, I just couldn't wrap my brain around it. I was, it was that oddball. Fairly and I was enthralled. And then I got angry. <laughs> I wasn't enthralled hardly at all. I was enthralled for the first half of the first half. Yeah, maybe I was hooked for that long. And then once it got to the actual break and things just started spiraling out of control, I quickly lost interest. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I, I figured I out, say, that... the first half of the first half. I was probably into it for about 20 minutes. And then I was like, you don't feel like you're going anywhere. And then it trundles and it trundles and it trundles and it trundles and it trundles. And any big reveal I kind of saw coming, other than the fact that we don't actually get an answer as to who did this to them. I kind of once they they hold on me. they answered that a scientist yeah from the future <laughs> yeah because that's how he can travel yeah but I, the fact that the yeah because detective cause Toby not Toby uh, the inspector actually has a watch that does allow him to travel in time yeah a fob watch yeah but I the fact which is that apparently he also is, a parachute. No, no, no. It wasn't it, a parachute. It, no, that was a figurative parachute. He escaped certain, a certain folly because he was able to use the time machine to transport himself to the house. He still was injured in the process of that, but he was able to... He oh, used the it doctor as a, actually said you pulled the cord a little too late. Yeah, yeah again, He's figuratively. Still using a meta- metaphor. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was metaphorically. It wasn't figurative. I, I, I think at that point I was beginning to sour. And I was... <laughs> I, I was I was trying to find fault with it. Yeah, no, it wasn't a little parachute. Okay. But the fact that the inspector was a pig and the brother also, I saw coming from a mile oh, away. Yeah. Super telegraphed. Yeah. And I kept I, hanging in there thinking they, maybe they And they do it. try to kind they do telegraph that early on, but try to make it as though they're going to, okay, like haha, we made you think. No, I don't even think it goes that far. Well, it tries to it, make you it, think, it, oh, he's. No, it certainly does dad, because he pig, says that. Dad, it, yeah. it, well, it, it, they don't try to make you think it. That's what they're. Yeah. That's what it's, it's uh, narrating to the listener at that point. But even then, it's still. You know, they go the route of maybe he's the scientist. That, that is doing this or and then suddenly yeah well but i am your father type thing. you know just it, w- it goes from i am your father to i am your metaphorical father because i created there you, you go there you then, go yeah. yes that's that's what i meant yeah. and to oh no i actually am your brother which like you yeah. said was telegraphed so early and and then there's clone pigs of toby that so are one thing serving, i don't understand. they don't really explain what the heck those are yeah where they came from although so surely Charlie, which is the inspector, had more work done on him. Otherwise, everyone would be like, "Oh, look, it's a pig," like yeah, they do yeah. with Toby. Yeah, well, that was. But they never address that either. They 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 try to hold the wool over our eyes, even though we know he's a pig. We know that he's going to be revealed to be a pig, but yet no one 
in the surrounding vicinity or anyone who encounters him acknowledges the fact that he looks like a pig well, or they, that he then had more cosmetic work done to not look like a pig. And they kept towing the line even with Toby where it was like, is there something porcine about your, your, your client? <laughs> no, he's a pig. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> my, that's my biggest, that's my greatest problem with this entire story is we go through the motions of finding out that he's a sentient pig that to the point that he's clearly walking around with hooves and a pig face and a snout and ears. And they try to paint in the fact that he was this, he was billed as a sentient pig and they put him in the perspective of a lot of other um, like uh, novelty acts. This is 19 boy. Yeah. yeah. This is 1913. Nobody's not even the doctor's going. There's something a little out of place here. You think I'd have known about this. They kind of paint it the fact that this was like normal Perry's not even a little bit surprised by this. I mean, she does have that thing where she relays this dream that she had after they get zapped the first time and, and she gets dumped into the laundry suit. Uh, that's a whole other issue. Um, but they, nobody, everybody seems to think that it's relatively normal that there's a pig that has been performing in society. And, it's, and that's why I stuck with it as long as I did because... <laughs> Those little pieces and the drop line about time not being right or about Shakespeare being a pig, maybe there is something legitimately wrong with the entire experience. And and I, I will... That's, you, I kept waiting for that shoe know, to drop. And, yeah. and we yeah. never got... And then um, speaking of the voice casting, who played um, the uh, Charles, the inspector? Michael Keating? I don't know him. <laughs> Sounded like... The master. Did you think? I really thought Delgado's master. I couldn't. Now I know it wasn't him. Obviously, I didn't think it sounded like. I, I, he I sounded either. familiar, but I couldn't place him. Just the the pattern of his speech, the way that he delivered certain lines, I really initially felt like I was being set up for that, and then it didn't happen, and I was okay with that. But it, I think, that gave me that added fuel to push through thinking there was really more to the story than what we wound up getting because it sounded very just the way he would talk and the way his mannerisms were it was very delgado in disguise hmm. kind I, of master I, that never got that. I, I, I never yeah. thought that either i thought he sounded so familiar but I, I, that just kind of added that one extra layer for me that they are trapped in a simulation or we there, there's something weird going on and i'm gonna let you play i'm gonna let you have this rope but you've got to give me something at the end of this. I want my piece of cheese at the end of this rap maze. I think I kind of came along the same way, except for I. everything became so obscure and avant-garde and surreal and throughout the whole thing that I actually found myself getting tired of waiting for the... As you you, you were waiting on bated breath for the, the, the reveal and they hooked you up the whole way. To me, about twenty minutes into this thing, I wasn't—I didn't feel like I was getting any answers. I was getting—it was getting squirrelier and squirrelier and squirrelier, and I kept thinking, "You're going to have to feed me something to keep me going." And they don't—they don't really no. do that until, as you say, much later into it when they do start to reveal the the whole twist in the plot, which ends up being pretty mundane and not really a twist at all. Um, it's just like. It's like they 
put the carrot and the stick out there, but I got tired of following the carrot because I thought, you know what? It doesn't feel like I'm going to get there anyway. So I just kept getting exhausted following the carrot. The other thing that, I mean, back to the fact that everybody was so nonchalant. The fact that the uh, the Alice uh, Bellitude, Miss, Miss Bellitude, was so fascinated with him and so um, such a fanatic for him. I kept expecting her to have some sort of nefarious thing, especially when they bring up the fact they have this conversation about her buying. And she, I love taxidermy. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay, here we go. This is where we're going to go with it. She's wanting to, she's evil. She wants she's going to stuff him. Yeah. And right. then she talks about buying this pig that was stuffed that was dressed like him. And I thought, we got all the way through that, and then I thought, you told me the story with no payoff. All you did was just establish the fact that she's insane really and fanatical, and, and felt I already felt it. like I already felt like I knew that. And so, yeah, he, she does kind of. Did you know that it was Maureen O'Brien, by the way, that voiced her, Miss Bultitude? Vicky from Oh no, <laughs> yeah, Vicky from Doctor. Oh, I don't want to notch this up any. <laughs> no, don't you don't have to. Well, and Nurse Albertine <laughs> was Martha's mom. Really? Yeah. No. Her was sister? No. Was one? Of, yeah, it was. It was Adoa, one of Martha's relations, but it wasn't. Played uh, Sister Jet in New Earth and Francis Jones in Smith and Jones. Oh, okay. So she was Francis. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And Arachnos Empress. The the, the the voice cast is is obviously they were good because they well dragged me along for two and a half hours. No, I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't downplay the performances. The problem, I think, is that what they were given to perform was so tedious to me. How many well, lists of food? I mean, yeah, we get it. Yeah, well, it was a lying. whole lot of Gosh. food porn. It and was they were, they so were, much. They were pushing home the food point, and really, ultimately, all it does is it's almost like it's painting an allegory of the fact that he's a pig. Is all it is. Did anybody else think maybe they were Vandegumps or uh, uh, oh, uh, and 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 uh, Vandegump, not Vandegump. That's the elves from yeah, <laughs> Andegump from Second and, Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I thought maybe we were nope. going there for a didn't even bit. go there. Yeah, I didn't know what to think. I really, I didn't. <laughs> I no, I didn't. I, that's how much I struggled I, to fit it in a box. <laughs> this this story and it's so long. It's so that's the problem. Is somebody sat down with a pen and padded this thing out with this really surreal story and the the only credit that i can give this story if i'm going to look for the finer point of it is this is as you said like nothing i have ever heard of in doctor who and there's not i mean it's full of tropes from agatha christie or those kind of things but but they're not tropish enough to make it uh not its own thing so it it really yeah exactly It, it so for them to go out there on a limb and make something so different in Doctor Who, I have to give them credit for that. I have to give them points for effort in that. The problem is the story is so unsatisfying. In fact, if you want to use the food allegory, it's like stuffing yourself with a bunch of filling food that you, you know, no necessarily, it's not even the food that you like. You just eat a lot of food and you're gorged at the end and you're feeling bloated and it's like by the time it's over you're regretting that you went through the whole buffet it's just yeah it's like eating cheap buffet food and then getting to the end and you've stuffed yourself you've gorged yourself and it's like i then you're feeling sick about it that's what this story is it's just it's it's it is a buffet of subpar food that i that i end up having to stuff myself with it's just (laughs) 
you get a thousand points for a food analogy <laughs> for the pig episode. <laughs> that summed it up. <laughs> just better than anything I could have said. No, no, <laughs> no. You were that nailed it. I mean, if you had given this story to Mark Platt and said, can you make this like Ghost Light? He would have turned something amazing into the... Uh, and you come know. in about 30 minutes shorter. And yeah. yeah. Had they least. cut out all the food lists and discussions of food and just, and he, oh yeah, he's just got to eat a lot. It would have cut well, an hour the, out of the, the story. two, maybe three. Yeah, and then you're was, good. Okay, you've dropped enough other but, hints. But then that, it's the him and the inspector talking about eating constantly and... And yeah. even the doctor. Oh, I went to the food trolley. I brought blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't care. And there's so much pointless <laughs> stuff in this. The doctor making an absolute fool of himself over Probst. It was just, it was like... Which never came back to... Yeah, why? And I thought this was going to happen this way, but this lends to the whole something happening and nobody really reacting the way they should. All of the beef ending <laughs> up on the beach. There's all this beef that flies that falls from the sky, and they make these little off the cuff well, explanations for what it could be. The doctor does say, or somebody does say, about a cyclone picking up fish. They do make that analogy, but that just happens, and everybody's just kind of, huh? There's beef on the beach. You know, you are at that point when the story you literally have a thunderclap and cows are dropped on the beach. <laughs> Like, this is not just a side of beef, like a truck of... I mean, right, right. These, no, there's... These, there, these in fact, he, they say some alive. of them are still moving around. <laughs> right, know, right. The poor animals dropped on this beach. And the most somebody can respond to it is, huh. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of tells you where we've been. Yeah. Well, that, and do you think it's still edible? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now... Thank you, Toby. <laughs> at the very least, that is quasi-explained with the time bomb which i thought was a little too on point um but uh driving into the cows and obviously displacing them back out the window and just i I hucked it out the window oh that's another thing that i gave them credit for i really do like the fact that they go through with the explosion you hear what's happening you don't i mean right up to the last second you think something has happened to them only to find out that she spotted it. it was a little loose there but she spotted it wrapped it up threw it out was her instinct because i did not expect that i thought no. they had actually gone through the whole I did too. time bomb thing and i thought well where did they end up i didn't think they were killed or anything because when he no i thought it would be it, a full time because you know well the inspector says it's either going to put them you know a week forward or a week back and i thought well how are they going to get back here but i thought they went through with it and i thought well that was kind of cool and then to find out that they didn't and even just giving me the little throwaway what happened behind the scenes was cool because I thought, oh, okay, that's neat. They don't, you don't often do that. you got to go through with it and, and uh, wrap it up later and figure out a way out of it. But this was just a quick, hey, saw it under there, threw it out, sorry. <laughs> so that was cool. So I'll give it marks for that. That doesn't get above I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure that... I'm not sure that moving the, the action... <laughs> From the hotel to the train to the, <laughs> didn't the, serve any purpose. Yeah, the, no. suddenly we had a chase sequence in there. It was like it was just to add some action to it That's, because we, then we still wound up yep. at the house of the inspector and yep. no different than being at the hotel at yeah, that point. It really wasn't, other than explaining why beef showed up on the beach for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> it, it gave it a reason for beach beef beach beef. beef. <laughs> <sighs> 
it's there's a lot of exposition in this a lot of unneeded unnecessary exposition in this and somebody it's just not even always exposition it's description it's yeah it's that's yeah gluttony <laughs> it's my dinner with andre but not as entertaining <laughs> <laughs> i just somebody sat down with a pen and embellished a bunch of story and it just it doesn't go anywhere and it's unnecessary and we I were want, gonna edit it but i we want, ran out of red ink i want my two hours and some odd minutes back <laughs> oh. i was and i think i'm i'm more than anything i think i'm mad at myself for being as hopeful as long as i was yeah (laughs) yeah, i really feel that that's even more of a letdown i think at least me i was going god this is just trundling and i'm not enjoying it sean's like okay what's next oh there's got to be some big reveal what's gonna be only to get that letdown of an ending (laughs) thinking it was a literal parachute i wished i had pulled the ripcord way sooner (laughs) (laughs) i wish i'd have given up and gone there's nothing here the sad thing about this because then they would have pulled something amazing out of their hat I would have went, wow, I gave up on you. The sad thing about this story, I can honestly say that this doesn't happen very often. If we weren't reviewing this for this week, I probably would have given up on this story and said, maybe I'll come back to it another time. Mm. Maybe I'll finish this later. And I probably never would have because this is this truly I would have turned it off and said, I can't do this one. I just can't do it. It would have been a cursory internet search of what's the deal with the episode. (laughs) Give me a summary. Okay, I don't need to listen to that. (laughs) Give give me a summary. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it's uh, hopefully his other stories are a little better, but he has done more for Big Finish. This writer, it's Matt Su- Matthew Sweet. Matthew Sweet. Ironically enough, he's written two other stories, one of which features the Celestial Toymaker, and then a bunch of Django and Lightfoot. Oh, he wrote Voyage to the New World. Yeah. So that. Yeah, and then a Django and Lightfoot in the main range. Right, because Voyage to the New World is a uh, six Doctor Strange. Ace and Hex story with Celestial Toymaker. So hmm. well, we'll see how it goes. One twenty, Sean. We're approaching it's it. Coming better up, actually. Get, better get me some uh, backstory on Celestial Toymaker. Yeah, we're going to have to put that in a lost. We do have uh, to get that before yeah, we get there. Lost episode uh, in the pipeline. <sighs> but he wrote about five or six actual Django on that, but stories too. So. Well, and this—I think he's got the period. Down. It would yeah. fit so the it period. Might work. Fits the period. It might work. I, I just think hope he, he has I, some better ideas. I think he does a good job at least painting a picture of that period and the character. Oh, this might have been better as a Django and Lightfoot story. Might have been. Yeah. <laughs> might have yeah. been. I can't. I can't argue with, there. with their background in the theater. The fact that you know, Toby was okay. Yeah, maybe, that maybe there's a, maybe that's how the genesis of this idea started. And somebody else said, "No, you should put the doctor in there." I don't know. Well, speaking of lost stories that we need to get to, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, coming up on the schedule at long last is a lost story. The lost story in some regards. <laughs> because it's the longest. It's the it is biggest. Long, yeah. Um, we're tackling the Dalek Master Plan. And as posted on our website, the master plan for the Dalek Master Plan. <laughs> in all of its gory details, is available. And, uh, of course, I don't have it pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> don't mean to help out? I know that we are starting with... Ne- uh, next week will be part one. Part in, zero. Uh, oh, yeah. No, part one. No, part one of our master of plan. Of our master plan. Of our yeah. master plan of the Dalek master plan. Part one. Uh, we'll start with Mission of the Unknown, which only steals and fragments exist of that one. So uh, 
you'll have to either watch or lose canon reconstruction we're actually choosing to watch an amateur production which i believe was uh, put together by ian levine so i'm actually we'll hoping to try to watch both so i can compare them. that would be fine yeah um but that that's that's the one that we've chosen if you, you can actually find that out there i think on youtube so if you want to join along and look at that on the uh, youtube we'll make, we'll make some comparisons on that and then we that mission of the unknown as any everybody knows is a doctor less episode it was uh set to kind of offset their seasons while they worked on another uh, story, so they didn't have to have their actors, but uh, it sets up the plot of the Daleks' master plan, and this was Mission to the Unknown, and it actually takes place chronologically in in the release uh, right ahead of the Myth Makers. So this happened, and then there were four episodes of the Myth Makers, and then Dalek Master Plan started five weeks later. So there's a, there was actually you know some time in between. But we've but decided to we're going to yeah we're going to bookend it with this. So. But could. Katarina gets picked up in the Myth Makers, right? She does get picked up in the Myth Makers, so we're going to start with Katarina once we get to The Nightmare Begins. Don't worry, she didn't stick around long. That's um, what I've heard. Spoilers. Uh, the night, so we're going to do uh, Mission of the Unknown, Nightmare Begins. Again, only fragments exist on that one, but Day of Armageddon, we do actually have that one, and that's found in the Lost in Time box set. So if you want to watch that there, you can do that. So that'll be our first week. Um, but uh, Lost, uh, Day of Armageddon is preserved, so we'll be able to have some video. So for week one, we have a fan-made animated reconstruction we have a loose cannons reconstruction and we have an actual episode correct and we trying to do it in such a way that each week we were at least getting one video that had moving pictures that we could watch (laughs) uh, because we are doing a bulk so this is us watching three things each week the other thing that we're doing is uh, there was an, a group, and I'll talk a little bit more about this next week when we get into it, but there was a group that did a fan-made um, comic book of uh, Dalek Master Plan, and it was produced and was sold for charity online. And so I have uh, copies of the uh, book that was released. And so for each uh, week, there's a part, and they, they match up to Mission of the Unknown, Nightmare Begins, and Dave Armageddon. I think you can still get that online, and I'll put a link uh, in the notes where you might still be able to available buy that. Again, all of the proceeds to that go to went to a charity. Again, we'll talk a little bit about it next week, but um, that was a web comic that was available for download. So we're going to review that along with just to kind of help us because we did. There are two novelizations. Actually, they split uh, Dalek Master Plan up into two novelizations. We opted not to go with the novelization this time because it's two full books that we have to do. <laughs> Uh, along with all of this, so we're going to we're going to do the comic book, review. and instead we're saving those for when we eventually get around to Sarah Kingdom. We so. will do that because yeah. we'll we will have cover some, them. We'll have some Sarah Kingdom, Kingdom stuff to do as well. Absolutely, we kind of wanted to dip our toes into the master plan before we, yeah, you know, dove head first into the. Master so plan. that's next week, and then uh, maybe we'll just peek ahead each week, and so we aren't giving too much uh, to everybody. So we'll just do a week ahead each time. But four weeks of Dalek Master Plan because it's twelve parts, including Mission to the Unknown. That's correct. Very good. Anything else we need to talk about this week, fellas? I don't think so. All right. That's going to do it for this time. Until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.